Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Okay. Well, this is uh, day one for uh, Potoms Up, uh, our new uh, podcast. Um, my name is Fred, and uh, I'm joined by Blotto. And we got Nobs, the producer, over here to my right. And he, hello, hello. And uh, he's the one that's helping us get this going. And, uh, and he said he wasn't going to say anything. Yeah, okay. Well, I was introduced, so I figured I had to say at least something. It would be awkward if I didn't. But that's it now. Okay, I'm done. You're done. All right. Don't, don't say another word, Nobs. Anyways, uh, what we have here is a podcast where we want to um, bring to the table the way we see politics in the world today. Uh, there's a lot of crazy and interesting things going on in our country. and uh, You've we, already understated it. Yeah, yeah. And we... Uh, we have some opinions on it and uh, our, our takes, so we're going to touch on politics. Um, another thing that's near and dear to our hearts is uh, beer, where then that's where the bottoms up came from, uh, the bottoms up uh, thing. And uh, we're going to, throughout the show, we're going to sample some different beers, try and expand our horizon on beers, and uh, give you a quick little feedback on it just for fun and, you know. We suggest you do the same. Yes, it, you may want to. <laughs> we highly recommend that you are uh, partaking in beer as well. And uh, occasionally we're probably going to mix some cultural uh, talk in, uh, cultural events, music, TV, things we hate, things we love, because uh, there's a lot of that out there as well. Uh, my name is Fred, a.k.a. The, the Grassy Troll, and uh, from political standpoint, uh, I was born into a middle-class, blue-collar family, so uh, I was a Democrat by default. And uh, I probably had those leanings up until maybe my mid-20s, and then I switched over to being a Republican. And I was probably a Republican until uh, Clintons came along, maybe a little bit after. And uh, now I consider myself a Republican recovering Republican, and uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm hardcore Democrat. I have left leanings for sure, and I find as I get older, that's definitely the direction I see my uh, thinking and feeling going, and um, so uh, I guess I'm considering myself an independent if, if we're going to throw a label on me, so that's kind of where I'm coming from in all this, and uh, I'll hand it over to Blotto now. Let him tell you a little bit about himself. Um, I would definitely um, consider myself a progressive. Um, I'm not really uh, into labels because policy and uh, what I think um, is right or wrong um, really drives most of my political ideology. Um, but, you know, when you were talking about being born as uh, into a Democrat family, Fred, it kind of reminds me of the first time I went to register to vote in in Roseville. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that time, we had party registration, which oh. we don't anymore in Michigan. No, I, I remember that, though. And I walked into the Secretary of State's office, and I said, I'm going to register to vote. Uh, and she said, what party? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> And she said, no one told me. <laughs> and she said, 
mo- most people your age go Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> so so maybe my political leanings and the way that I believe have all been kind of brought about by this one woman standing behind the counter at the Secretary of State's <laughs> office because she suggested which would probably be illegal today, mm-hmm. <laughs> that I be Democrat. And so, um, but uh, um, other than that, I'm, I'm, um, I, I'm not necessarily uh, for labels, as I, as I mentioned. Uh, but if I have to be labeled, it's, it's going to be uh, progressive. Uh, because um, I, I think it's important that we, we move this country forward. And, I, and, and when Fred approached me uh, about putting this podcast together. Um, the two of us, you know, we uh, enjoy sharing a lot of information with, with one another. We're kind of Facebook geeks, um, but we thought, well, maybe there's more that we can do. Maybe there's another way to kind of s- spread our ideology around and um, get a little bit more people to engage in the political process and the political think beyond just maybe, you know, what they're seeing in the headlines, but maybe not. Um, And then he mentioned the beer. And uh, uh, that's equally important to us here. Um, Yes, it is. So every week, as as Fred mentioned, we're going to do a beer. um, Or two. uh, I'm starting with a... Well, before you do that, can I add something that just dawned on me? Yeah. We're talking about where we came from politically and all that kind of stuff. Uh, an interesting factoid about but I'm thirsty. Blotto and uh, Fred here is that uh, we've actually known each other for more than 40 years. So we have uh, similar backgrounds. Which is crazy can, since I'm 37. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still can't do the math. But I, I just thought I'd throw that in because we go back a long ways and we've been through a lot of uh, life wars together, life beers together. And uh, it's interesting to see where we've both come in our lives and how we're hoping it'll show some insight into these topics. Now, back to the beer. Sorry about that. I just felt that needed to be said. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Thanks. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm going to start off this week with a Sam Adams chocolate bock. Um, I am certainly a chocoholic. Uh, so it's very fitting. Um, uh, I find when you get into the the unique flavors of beer, whether it be fruity or chocolatey or something, they often start off with a lot of wow, but after a couple sips, they really sort of mellow out and they become more of a beer. So that's what I would expect out of this as well. Um, delicious. Delicious. Quite pleased with it. Would you recommend this beer? Recommended. What's the alcohol level in this one? Enough. <laughs> uh, 5.8. That's uh, kind of kissing your sister. It's enough. It's okay. It's enough. It's better than it's the 4-2 Strohs we grew up on. It's also uh, uh, with <clears throat> real cocoa natural flavor. So not artificially flavored. Smooth, rich, and dark. Cacao. That's right from the, la- uh, from the label. Very nice. Very nice. What do you got, Fred? All right, let's take a look. Well, what do we have here? I have a New Belgium Voodoo Ranger IPA. Uh, I am definitely an IPA kind of guy. 
it's funny for years and years I was one of those guys that would always have to have a beer like a Guinness that you couldn't see through because I thought if you could see through it it wasn't worth drinking and I don't know somehow I stumbled into the IPA world last couple of years and that's where I've been happily stuck so uh, this is right up my alley um, it's 7.0 on the alcohol level which is good make you happy quickly um, it claims it has juicy fruit flavors I want to disagree with that what I look for in an IPA juicy fruit the candy no juicy fruit just flavors and uh, they should have went for the candy yeah in, in my IP world what I like when I see fruit I want to taste like a grapefruit finish that kind of burn, that kind of citrusy tartness. Acidic. Acidic. And this kind of fell short. I mean, overall, it was okay. But uh, to me, it it didn't really taste that much like a true IPA. It, mm. it was kind of weak in that. So the hops could have been hopped oh, it, up a little bit It should have been more. hopped up a lot. And, again, I like the kind of like a grapefruit finish or more citrusy finish. And it fell a little bit short. But... Uh, I will drink it anyways, and I will not push it away. <laughs> um, when you mentioned uh, why we did this and, and kind of the intro to uh, Bottoms Up, uh, Fred and I have determined what, uh, how we measure success with, with uh, this endeavor. And we believe we will have been successful if we are ever provided free beer to review, <laughs> you know, and 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 maybe that goes out to potential advertisers one day. Can't imagine that would ever happen. But even to our listeners, if you have something that you really want to share with people, and you want to you know share it with our seven friends, uh, we will drink it and put it on the air. So that is it. That is the way we, we, we will measure success of Pottoms Up is when we are provided free beer for review for anyone that would want to listen. I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. Um, anyways, this is our maiden voyage, and um, we debated a little bit on how long we would go with it. Uh, plus, we're kind of just cutting our teeth. This is our first podcast, our first endeavor, so... Uh, we're trying to be gentle on you and gentle on each other. So uh, we thought we'd just start out with a little political banter on a category. Um, and uh, it was my suggestion today, and Mark agreed to it. Uh, we're going to talk about the evil caravan that is moving through Mexico towards the United States. And um, I guess we'll let Mark kick it off. Well, uh I I, th I forgot who said it. Uh, there was a, a one of the uh, talk show hosts, the uh, evening talk show hosts, I think, who called it now the caravanish, oh. <laughs> because that's what has happened. <laughs> yeah, shocking, um, right? And and it, it it wasn't it wasn't surprising. You, you know, for those that have followed these kinds of events in the past, know that they start in Central America with a lot of people with a lot of ideals, and then as they you know, start their trek, an unbelievably grueling trek of 2,000 miles, over 1,000 miles. It's, it's, it's going to go through a natural weeding process. And 
you know, they, they always start with several thousands of people. And by the time they get to the border, there are hundreds of people, which is something that the border deals with every single day. Um, the biggest difference that, that I see in terms of politically how this has been handled is this nonsense of sending troops down there. Amen. It, it, you know, if anyone can't see through that as nothing more than a political stunt, then shame on them because that's really what it was. Well, you know, in, in talk about seeing it as a stunt, just the other day when uh, Trump was down there, was it Trump? No, he didn't go to the border. No, 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 no. They, it was uh, Mattis. Mattis. Oh, yeah, right. Mattis right. went down there, and those soldiers were asking him what they were doing there. Yeah. That should tell you a lot about how effed up that whole situation is. And I didn't mean to jump in on you there, but it just no, made, no, made me think about that Mattis thing. And those soldiers were asking him tough questions, and he's kind of hemming and hawing about it. And he did not have a good answer for them, what they were doing there, what was their purpose, and were they even necessary. So, so how disappointed are we in Mattis? I mean, you know, one of the things going back all the way to the election was that we felt like, okay, you know, he who shall not be named too often on our podcast, <laughs> uh, you, you know, did surround himself by, uh, you know, with generals that were very well respected and military personnel that was very well respected. Not you know, anymore. You know, people like Mike Flynn. No. And, <laughs> yeah. But, and, <clears throat> you know, Kelly and Mattis and um, who was the, 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 the guy that left? They've all left after a while, but... Um, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and, and, and all of a sudden, you know, I mean, we, we had the idea that they were going to kind of keep things in line, at least from, uh, you know, a national security, from a foreign policy standpoint. Unfortunately, they really kind of placated this, 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 again, don't want to use the word president very often because I, I never call him president. I don't either. Presidents. They, dunce. <laughs> That's my word. I made that. <laughs> and I own it. Uh, so. so if you're going to use it, you can send a royalty check to P.O. Box. Um, oh, but we won't be able to vote. You need a street address. <laughs> Go to North Dakota. Talk to them. <laughs> Sorry. P.O. Boxes are no good anymore. No, no. no. Not to vote. Not mm. to vote. Get mail, mm. maybe. They're okay for the primaries. Yeah, the primaries, it wasn't an issue. And no, then all of a sudden in the general. General, yeah, yeah. No, I agree totally. I, I, I don't understand it because, like you say, uh, the president surrounded himself with a lot of these well-respected generals from the different branches of service. And for whatever reason, they've caved in on this crap, too, and I don't get it. You would think those guys, of all people, would be of the highest integrity. Mm-hmm. Coming out of military, you, you're talking, I was in the military. It's a disciplined life. Mm-hmm. I washed out of the military, but if I would have stayed in... I mean, it, you have to be disciplined, and you have no idea, unless you're a general, how hard it is to become a general. I mean, it's it's like it's like becoming a god. It really is. And I can remember my time in the Air Force when a general was on base, even if it was a one-star general. Yeah. Everything stopped. It did. I mean, when the cars went by, you yep. saw a flag with one star on it, everything stopped. So... These guys are amazing people. They are, uh, to get where they got is unbelievable. And they didn't get there capitulating. And, and why they do it now, 
I'm throwing my hands up. Is it is it is it just the power of politics? You know, is is everyone at some level just political and 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 biased ideology? Uh, you, you know, makes you do things that you normally you know wouldn't do. Uh, you know, does that explain? You know the division that we have on the Supreme Court—that that power and driving your ideology is more important than um, you know your own personal values and beliefs or what you were raised as. I, I I don't think I used to believe that, but I'm starting to. It sure does seem that it, way. Yeah, yeah, and, and and it seems like it it started about two years ago when it just maybe that stuff was going on behind the scenes, quieter, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now there's like spotlights on it. Well, and it also hasn't been tested. Yeah. Right? We, we, we didn't have, uh, you know, the, the military used in such overtly, you know, uh, um, political ways where there, you know, where there have been just pawns for a political motivation. And so now since it hasn't been tested, guys like Mattis don't know what they're drawing on. Yeah, it could be. You know, like, okay, do I, do I publicly... Uh, you know, challenge the president on putting 5,000 to 15,000 troops down on the border or because he's the commander in chief, I'm just going to go do as I'm, I'm told and play along. There, there's so much, um, you know, lack of precedent for what we face because uh, of, of, of who's in that top office. Um, I got to believe that Mattis is still a guy of principle, but he doesn't know how to respond to this sort of thing. Yeah. You know? And, um, you know, although as a caveat to what you just said, anybody who's stuck around in this administration this long, I got a question because true. True. Yep. Okay. Yeah. They've had opportunities to get out. Oh, bottoms up. Solid. Bottoms up. Okay. Continue. Yeah, Nobbs is drinking also. We just don't let him talk about his beer. It's Miller Lite. (laughs) (laughs) Two-finger salute. Okay, so here we are with the the Caravanish. I I hadn't heard that. That's an excellent term. Might have been Colbert. Okay, Colbert. you know, we always like to give credit where credit is due. Yes, that yes. That, that that is one so, of our mantras. So, in the month building up to the midterm elections, every day the drumbeat was how horrible this invasion was going to be: the leprosy, the smallpox, the MS thirteens. Like leprosy was somehow somehow even contagious. Yeah. <laughs> And then Mark had mentioned the the grueling 2,000 miles to come from Central America through Mexico. He didn't add on the the Middle Eastern terrorists that had to fly over from the Middle East to Honduras just to join the 2,000-mile trek. Think about them. The hardship on them was even worse than the Hondurans. Anyways, so for a month before our election... Day in and day out, that's the drumbeat. That's all we heard. The invasion. We have to throw 15,000 soldiers down to be, because the National Guard and the Border Patrol wasn't enough to contain this massive thing. Well, and then it all was going to be a rush. They were yeah. going to rush the border, right? It was In it, their tanks? 
well, yeah. On their horses? Yeah. Oh, they didn't have any of those? I think they had all of those. Did they, did they have any weapons? Weapons? Anyone? None? None? Okay. Just curious. Weapons. Yeah. Anyways, we have our midterm elections, and since then, one tweet by the president. One. Where'd the yeah. invasion go? Yeah, somebody what, was, ha- somebody, what happened? Somebody was tracking Fox News mentions. Who? Uh, 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 you don't want me to repeat that again, do you? <laughs> no. And uh, uh, it went from, I think it was an average of 21 stories a day. <laughs> during the, uh, the build-up, During right? the build-up, yeah. 21 mentions or stories a day, uh, which I thought was low, actually. <laughs> I that sounds low to me. Uh, yeah, you watch Hannity; uh, he does twenty-one on his own. Right, right, right. And then, and and then it was, uh, yeah, like four mentions in in a twenty-four hour cycle after the election. I don't know what what changed. What do you think changed? Well, we know what changed. I mean, the election changed, of course. Yeah, that that's that's what changed, and and, and it was predictable, and there were people that had predicted it, and um, you know, it it, it it just shows you that what their goal was was to incite fear and you know drive hatred towards other people to try and motivate them to the polls. Let me ask you that's, this. That's what they had to build on. Let me ask you this. You're the guy that the president is aiming all this fear and anxiety towards. All of a sudden that message stops. What are you what are you thinking? You're moving on. You're moving on to the but, next but, message. But of what, hate. what? You don't have to have any kind of closure or conclusion. You don't. To, I don't think you do. I think it's but, really easy to rationalize. So you're moving on to the next thing as one of his supporters. Yeah. You just drop that. I, I don't get that. Uh, to me, that's what I don't understand. Is like, all right, you've got this guy you believe in feeding you this line of garbage. You're feeding on it. You're feeding on it. You're feeding on it. And all of a sudden, it stops, and they don't question that. I mean, they can't all be dumb as box of rocks. They can't be. There's got to... I mean, I see some of the people that we go at it with on on Facebook. Known most of my life. Respected them for their intelligence and common sense. I would take it. But yet, they're those people. And I don't get it. I don't understand how they're functioning like that. But yet, though, they're on to the next thing. I think it's just... I think so much of that is driven by ego. They don't want to lose? Or, or admit is... that they were wrong about something prior. Do you think, though, that... I, I think that's human nature. Do you think, though, that the wrong is goes... I just... They all just seem to draw me back. It's the Obama thing. Obama is what their biggest gripe is. They can't get away from they, it. They can't let him go. Right. And I try to... Get them to leave it. It's like, how this guy's not affecting your life anymore. Yeah. But I think there's all this pent-up anger and hatred about Obama coming forward, and I think that's why they accept the crap they're being dealt now. If it's not Obama, it's Hillary, who right. had, had has had nil effect pretty much during Obama's administration. She was Secretary of State, but, you know, hatred wasn't even directed towards her as Secretary of State. Unless no, you, not at all. Unless you want to give the battle cry. <laughs> but but other than that, right? Um, but that still comes up. So right. it, it it it's it, it's always this deflection on whether it's Obama or Hillary to sort of justify 
whatever whatever they need to distort coming from the guy they voted for, yeah. right? I mean, that that's that's kind of what it comes down to. Speaking of Benghazi, how many indictments came out of that? Hundreds. Hundreds. Okay. Hundreds. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure. Okay. So, a- anyways, so, so the question for today is, what happened to the caravan, the caravanish, and we don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's got to be tracked. There, 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 there's probably somebody that's tracking the caravan. You know, like how they track Santa Claus on yeah. Christmas Eve? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm thinking. There's, you know, and then you can kind of see it moving, you know, heading to the next town, you know, sort of real time. Speaking of beer, it was a, a slow-moving morning. That was not this morning. Speaking of beer again, because of last night, and and I did not get on any social media or anything before coming over to Blotto's place to uh, do this. But I thought I did see one thing that the caravan had actually reached the border in Tijuana. Is that even physically possible? I didn't even have time to read through the the Facebook post. But they were. It said violence at the border in Tijuana from the caravan. And either of you guys see anything? I, I didn't see anything like that. I mean, I, I do is it know, fake news? Uh, yeah, we'll just call it. Right? <laughs> yeah, we'll just call everything <laughs> fake news, right? right. But no, I, I hear that word. There, many of the uh, of the um, the immigrants, the the. the the, the travelers, I don't really know how to characterize them, right? The refugees, because they're seeking asylum. They didn't have to walk the entire time. I mean, I'm sure they, you know, there was a, there's a rail line that goes, um, you know, north and south in, in Mexico. I think they call it the beast. There's some things been talked about it, good and bad. But, you know, a lot of them were, were looking to, to, to get onto this rail. I, I'm sure that there's other methods of transportation that they have, um, you know, I, I don't know how much collectively it looked like they were all walking, but as they continue forward, the ones that really want to get to America are going to figure out ways to get there because obviously walking is not a practical solution. Um, <clears throat> so could they be in Tijuana? Could could some of those Central Americans have finally made it to Tijuana? I don't know how. I, I just, you know, hitchhiking, right? I mean, it's it's possible that they could have. Um but even when they get to the border, that's a non-event. You know, we don't we don't need to put up more razor wire from the National Guard because they're looking for they're looking for asylum. They're looking for jobs. They're looking for, you know, a, a better life. And we have a we have an entire process. That are you, are you saying asylum seeking is acceptable? Is that a law? Uh, I don't I, under my constitution. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Okay. Right. Just just checking. Just checking. You know, because if those people are denied the asylum process, it sounds like a law is being broken there. Uh, how do you mean? Well, if they're not allowing them to enter under to asylum. access under asylum, they're really not breaking the law. Then okay, that's the part of the process, and then they just go back. No, no, no. If they're, tur- they're, if they're, they're being they're tur- turned away before given the chance to, to oh, correct. That right. that's what I meant. Right, right. No, the, the the law is very clear on that. They get to cross into American uh, at an entry point and claim asylum at that right. at exactly. that moment. Yeah, it's um, it's also pretty clear that they can do it at a non-entry point. The 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 rub there is 
Crossing at a non-entry point is illegal, but once you're there, it's not. <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> and 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 because you you crossing illegally is a criminal offense. Being here illegally, it's a misdemeanor, right? It's a civil offense. Civil offense. Okay. And so now you have this thing where it's like, okay, you know, I. It, it almost kind of draws this imagery of like somebody standing really close to the border and then putting one foot over and then taking it back. You know, kind of gotcha. <laughs> neener, neener, neener. <laughs> and then as soon no. as the as soon as the the border agent turns his back, you jump over the line and you're like, "I'm here." <laughs> I don't really think it works that way, and I don't really think that's the way that people look for asylum. Um, uh, but I do think, and 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 maybe this is vastly underreported. I, I do think that determining whether or not people are fit for asylum is a pretty decent process that we have. I mean, you know, I, I still have faith in the judicial system overall. Now, one of the big problems with the way this administration wants to do things is to detain people through that asylum uh, validation process. And, 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 and that really... Um, to me falls within the inhumane part of this administration and not a value that I share as an American value. Well, th that just gets back to the point of they're not humans. They've, right. they've been dehumanized, which right. is just garbage, yeah. just garbage. And, and there's lots of <coughs> excuse me. studies and research that have already you know, shown that you know, when you release these people and not detain them, especially those with family, you know, by and large, they come back for their hearings. They, you know, they stay in touch because they really want to seek asylum. And, you know, that 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 process seems to work. And everything else that they've kind of thrown into it has only been there to be punitive. And and, and that's. It's wrong. It's wrong. No, totally agree. I'm, well said. Yeah. Pottoms up. Pottoms up. up. There we go. So now that the caravan has vanished, what do you suppose the next boogeyman's going to be? That's a really good question. That's well, a really good question. They haven't settled on one yet. I mean, Mueller is, yeah. is come back up into the boogeyman uh, of the day. Well, but that's been for two years almost. What? No, a year and a half. Sorry, not two years. But, I mean, something else has got to uh, take it, its place. It's interesting <clears throat> looking back at the – the midterm elections, you know, he he kind of went on that, the, the presidents, if I may. You may. Yeah. Here's your nickel. <laughs> um, he, he, you know, he kind of went on that one rant about if the Democrats win, they're going to violently overthrow his administration or whatever he, he, was, he was trying well, to imply. One can wish. And... <laughs> Uh, Sorry. But they really did a very poor job because I think everyone would have seen it as, you know, extremely hyperbolic, was what will happen if the Democrats win in terms of the U.S., in terms of policy. I mean, you throw labels out there like socialism and all that nonsense. But, but you're right. They haven't settled on a boogeyman because they're not saying, okay, now that they won, this will happen. You know, and, and unfortunately... I, I kind of feel like 
the far right has won a lot of those battles already, so we got to take them back. Well, they, they sort of nibbled around the edges, especially between the turtle, McConnell, and the presidents, calling it harassment of the presidents. Mm-hmm. That, that's the word they're using. In, in other words, it's, it's probably all the subpoenas and investigations that are coming. Maybe that's what you're talking about. I'm trying to, I, what I'm talking mm-hmm. about is what are they doing to demonize the Democrats now? Yeah. Like, look at like the, um, you know, the gal, and I really am sorry that I, I don't have her name, Cortez. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, the one from New Jersey. Right, twenty nine. I mean, they're they're, you know, they're picking on her for the clothes and her shoes and her handbag and her 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 search for an apartment and, you know, they're really grasping to say, oh no, this is what you voted in and this is what's now going to happen. You know, you know, with um, with the twenty sixteen election, I, I think they had better messaging about. Um, you know, uh, healthcare being ruined, you know, uh, um, the whole socialist thing. But I don't think in the midterms that that is playing out. They, they haven't really been able to demonize these, the, the, the results of the election. Pretty amazing results, too. Yeah. It's kind of look a little bit more reflective of the American population versus the Senate. Um, that looked pretty white, pretty male. Oh, oh, you're talking about the imagery of. Well, the, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You're talking about the incoming people right. in, in the house, right? Yes. That's what you're referring to. So, yeah, yeah you see the the class pictures they took yeah. recently. Interesting comparison, eh? It's remarkable. Yep. In just it's remarkable. Full disclosure: I'm white. I'm male. Blatto is white. He's male. Knobs. <laughs> Knobs. White, white male. Male. Yeah. So, I mean, we understand the, the whole white privilege thing kind of, and, and it's interesting to see those photos of the of the incoming House versus the, the Senate coming in. Uh, <clears throat> they were talking about this last night on the tube, and there were two aspects to that that I thought were interesting. One is the voters that vote that way, but also why wasn't the Republican ticket across the board more diverse? So there's two things, right? One, you have not a diverse pool of people that you're putting up there for, for election or re-election, but then you have the people that are voting that very non-diverse group in, you know, which is, which is more important. I mean, did, did it's, it's a little chicken egg, right? Did the Democrats have a more diverse group because they knew that's what would get them elected, or they said, okay, this is who we want to have, and that's who the people voted in. You know, they did, did, I think they did a better job of recruitment of all of those, you know, different kinds of people. But at the same time, but, though, if but you then think what, about what it, goes who, back on the voter? That, that's what I'm trying to How much responsibility is back on the voter? Good point. There were, there were still, <clears throat> what, 30 something new uh, Republican House. Uh, members that members got voted seats. in, right? Yeah. Right, and so you know why were why were people voting for them versus this very diverse class? Well, I think with the diverse class, you can also look at it from the point of view that yeah, they were recruited by the Democrats, and so it makes for a very diverse crowd. But at the same time, 
the presidents attacked all those different mm-hmm. types of people, different yep. um, you know religions, different races, and all that type of thing. So I think that played a part in the diversity of the class as well. That he he went after those people, and that's been like, the, that's been the Republican fear, whether they admit it or not. <clears throat> is does does his attacks motivate the Democrat side, right? Is it motivating the other side of the aisle to deliberately go against him? That's, you know, they're always looking for what motivates the base. And both sides claim different things. I, you know, I never understood the whole thing that what Kavanaugh went through somehow motivated the Republican base. I don't get that. He was seated. They won that. Why is that going to make a Republican go out and vote? But they, but but every side is always trying to uh, take whatever whatever's happening in the news and say, oh, this is motivating our base right now. And I, I do think that that Trump's strategy was it just backfired. There was just total backlash on what he was trying to do, and it just motivated the Democrats to to get out and vote and vote for that very diverse group, that very diverse class. So what you're saying hmm. is our president. Made a bad decision. <laughs> How uncharacteristic it, 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 it seems of him! Uncanny. Un- it seems uncanny. <clears throat> I don't. I, I don't get that. And and the rest of the Republican leadership is forced to go along with it. They're forced. Why have they sold their souls? I don't get it. Are they all involved in Russia? I mean, there, <laughs> there has to be something. It, it can't be liking. The orange man boy. It cannot be they like the guy because he turns on you and he stabs you in the back, ridicules you, calls them all names. Look at Ted Cruz. Holy hell. I I mean, that's over the top, but look what happened. I I mean, with, with, you know, Ted Cruz is an example of someone with no values uh, picking on somebody else that has no values, right? I, you know, that's just all about power. That's all that is. I don't know. I don't get it. I, I guess I just don't understand why. I mean, I'm definitely not a right-leaning person, and I don't agree with a lot of the policies of the right. But at least in the past, you could respect them for being decent people, looking out for their constituency and all that. I, how can this happen? It's It's like Jim Morrison on stage. Seeing the thing come out, right? You know, the mass hysteria, the mass illusion. What, what's going on? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. How, was, how did that happen to all, all of those politicians? I, I, because in my personal theory is that uh, I think it comes down to policy. And I think that the gray area of the most important aspects of our society have has been much reduced and that the difference between right and wrong on these policy issues has become very crystallized and very clear. And it's just really hard to say, okay, you know, this Republican point of view is, is a good point of view that, that it works and that this democratic point of view is wrong. 
it's it's really come down to just you know kind of a, a right or wrong kind of approach to things, and I I don't I don't know how I don't, I don't know how it gets resolved. Hmm. I don't know. I I guess I I just can't understand that. It's not like I I in the past that I've agreed with these people, but at least you respected them. They would hold their ground. I, I challenged somebody on, on Facebook with this <clears throat> question today. Give me a Republican-only policy that you get behind. Well, they they come, but what that big tax cut? Will they? Is that what you're getting back? I, maybe. I mean, nothing came back. So, Uh-oh. so nothing came back. But you know, I, maybe that's it. But that, but that ta- to say tax cuts for the wealthy is a good policy for America. Because that's what it was, right? It was it was a tax up for the wealthy. You know, I I really struggle with trying to, to to find you know where that where that common ground is. Where say okay, this uh, it, it used to be a little easier to believe. Like you know, it was it was it was sort of social programs versus smaller government, right? Exactly. Right? And I, I remember like, numbers of years ago, and I used to say I'm a I'm a, a social liberal, but a physical conservative, right? That was kind of the, the the definition of an independent. Yeah, you were on both sides of the fence, okay? Right, but but that has lost all meaning because what does it really mean to be a physical conservative? W- one is certainly the GOP doesn't act that way anymore. Nope. I mean, nope. De- deficit, deficit. Holy hell! All of that, right? Spending. That's deficit <laughs> and spending, but all exploded. So that's not a GOP only ideology anymore. It's it's just not. That's a fallacy that they're still living with. So I would even say that, you know, being a physical conservative still puts me in the camp of the progressive movement. Where, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and all and really what it comes down to is where are you spending my dollars? Not that I I, I can be in favor of smaller government in 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 a holistic way, but what are you doing with my dollars? Are you spending it needlessly on the military-industrial complex? Are you spending it needlessly on corporate welfare to, you know, the largest corporations in the world that, it, you know, don't need that money and are extremely profitable and it never trickles down, you know? Or are you spending my money, the same amount of money, on, uh, you know, leveling the playing field, helping those that are going to help society, lifting all? Those are the programs that need to be that my money needs to be spent on not on what the GOP wants to spend it on hmm. what about the spending on golf uh, well I like golf <laughs> so, <laughs> so I thought you might buy you know that you know anything bottoms I spend, up bottoms uh, up bottoms up anything bottoms I spend, up anything I spend on golf is sans budget okay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just came to mind when you were running down those things that all this money's being spent on. It's like golf. <laughs> now, now, time in golf, and uh, from what I understand, those that cheat in golf, I have little respect for. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we covered the uh, caravanish subject pretty well, and we kind of diverted and got off on a tangent, but it was some uh, interesting chit chat and stuff to think about i i I think going off on the tangent is 
is is easy to do today. You know, and, and we'll, you know, as much as we want to stay on topic, all this is connected. Yeah. And and we made those connections today, just talking about the caravan, because that yeah. goes into, you know, we talked about, I don't want to recap, but we talked about, you know, how the generals have let us down in certain respects. And then that kind of leads into, you know, Congress has let us down and the voters attitudes towards these things and um yeah in today's political world everything is connected so as 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 much as we will have topics to 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 talk about and and banter about a lot of times they're 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 gonna um sort of drill down into all these other themes yep and and i want to qualify our conversation and i and i think blotto will agree with me we are both definitely left-leaning people i disagree but we do not give the pass to the left and the Democrats because they've, they've got a lot of work ahead of them, too, and they've let us down in a lot of ways, too. Absolutely. So, so we, we may, for the, you know, for the majority of our conversation, kind of go after the right and the president, presidents and his administration, but we're still expecting a lot from the left, and we're holding them accountable, too. I mean, getting the House back... It's a good start. Now do something smart with it. And don't have- at least on the check and balance side. Yeah, I mean, for two years we've had no checks and balance, mm-hmm. and we've had no oversight. Nothing. I, I I was thinking just yesterday. I'm driving home from work, and I'm trying to come up with one oversight story I heard from the Republicans. I couldn't think of one. Not one. Not thirty-one thousand dollar dinner tables mm-hmm. I, nothing zero so i all of that pressure has come from outside yeah yeah the, the media right the fake news mm-hmm. imagine that imagine the, the oversight has really come from 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 the media and hopefully to a certain extent from people like you and i you know building up that groundswell whether it be you know Facebook or through conversation, and now through bottoms up. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Don't leave me hanging. Nobs has passed out already. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's our inaugural show. Uh, hope you guys have found something interesting in our banter here, and uh, it was fun. Um, Hopefully we'll get this smoothed out and it'll get better with each episode. And uh, we want you guys to listen to us as we go forward. We'll be uh, coming back at you as soon as we can get some more material together. And uh, bottoms up to Blotto. Cheers, Fred. To our engineering department. Thanks, Nobs. Thanks, Nobs. And uh, we'll see you soon. Out. Bottoms up. Out. Cause baby, I hate you Cause baby, I hate you Cause baby